Hello, Creative Pactors. It is the 25th of September. That makes it day 25 of Creative Pact. Yay! I hope everybody else is enjoying their Creative Pact as much as I am. Um, today, I thought I would make a little comment about the whole kind of social network sort of thing. Uh, prompted by the Facebook redesign and the kind of concern that that's for some people. Um, what I think is really interesting is the way that people are concerned about the fact that the interface they're using is changing. And in reality, the interface isn't really the problem. Um, yeah, interfaces change all the time. Facebook don't generally let you go backwards, but the reason for that is because of the you know new feature compatibility they're rolling into, and also because they're not classed as a critical service and they don't really have any sort of critical users. There's no there's no pressure for them to allow backwards compatibility or backward access. It's just not there. They don't they don't need to. It's not like say uh, Microsoft Office where a government department can be like, well, we want to use this version, so you're just con we'll continue paying for support and your supporters for this version. It's just not the case. So, so Facebook are you know can add and take away as they wish. Um, yeah, that's a you know it's it's a business decision for them. The real issue with Facebook is the it as I always say, the problem is the silo and not the interface. It doesn't really matter how you're interacting with it. What you're interacting with is this kind of what has been previously very siloized, um, you know, store of personal information. Facebook know an awful lot about you. Um, in the way that Google know a lot about you, what Facebook knows is even more worrying because Facebook have the missing kind of social element to it as well. The whole, we know this about this person and we know they're friends with this person and that they're interested in this person and that they like these settings. And I think that's a, you know, they, they're exploiting that information for significant financial gain, both you know, both in the short term in terms of, you know, profit, but also when, you know, when the IPO offerings were being discussed at the time, you know, Facebook obviously had a had a very strong valuation. That's in addition to the valuation placed on them with the Microsoft purchase. So, you know, I, I think there are concerns about the about these kind of things. Um, prompted significantly by Google+, Plus, who came into the field and was like, all right, here's Google+, Plus, here's social, and a big thing we're going to let you do is download your information from here if you want to, and you can now do a takeout from Google of contacts, mail, all, all sorts of information. And Facebook have introduced that as well, where you can now do a download of their stuff. Um, if you haven't found it, if you're logged into your Facebook, just uh, facebook.com slash settings once you're logged in, and down at the bottom of that page, you'll see there's a download button. It's not an instantaneous service. You press it, and they commit to building your archive and emailing your link when it's done. So that could be that could be quite a long time. I discovered in my uh, in my situation, I've actually I've been a Facebook member since March two thousand and seven, I think it was. Um, so it's obviously going to be a lot of you know, there's a lot of information there. I was quite interested as I went back through the catalog how much information there was. Some other concerns I think there are about Facebook um, is there is this rich historical information and what sort of access is available to it. Facebook really prioritizes the then and now. This is information you can get to right now. With the exceptions of photos, it's very difficult to get to information in the past. So while you can see everybody's photo albums and look through them all, and that's kind of cool, if you want to say, what was this person posting about at this point, then a lot of the time what you can really do is just go to their wall and keep clicking older posts until you get to the time scale you're looking for. I think in terms of uh, kind of future research fields and stuff like that, you know, being able to access longer term information much more sensibly and quickly might be a real asset to the use of Facebook information. That is, if the use of Facebook information is something that we should be encouraging or allowing or such. The other issue is, you know, this, whereas the internet was always open and people, you know, Internet Archive and people like that and the Wayback Machine have been taking, making copies of content for historical purposes, you know, Facebook with its kind of very sealed up situation, very sealed up environment doesn't really, 
doesn't really allow that behavior to happen. So a whole load of web content is disappearing. Um, I do wonder if we'll get to a point where I think eventually, you know, Facebook is likely to be superseded by something in some context at some point eventually. I think it's really dominating the current space very well, though, and that's likely to prolong its existence into other spaces. But, you know, I wonder if we'll get to the post-Facebook years and everybody will look back and discover that, you know, the Internet, you, you can find your history, you can find your kind of Internet history really easily, and then Facebook appears, and then you disappear behind Facebook for X years, and then you'll reemerge back into another back into another environment or such. Um that, that, that's always concerned me to the point where I've deliberately maintained my personal blog and fed my blog posts into Facebook as Facebook Notes using Facebook's Notes RSS import. I've always done it that way around so that my content is publicly on the web and then inside Facebook rather than inside Facebook and I'll try and get it back out as a as an approach. Um, to that end, as you know, yeah, th- those kind of co- those kind of concerns are kind of there and in existence. Um, yeah, you know, I, it it worries me. It it does worry me what what you could see somebody like Facebook doing in the, you know, w- with the information they have. Um, it's important to remember that your privacy settings are privacy between other Facebook users. So while you can limit how much some how much information about somebody is available to them based on your friendship relationship with them, Facebook nonetheless has all that information straight away. It's it's all kind of there. So if um, you know if when they're serving up advertising, they can look for, you know, where is the location of, you know, what is the location of this person? What country are they in? Are they, are they male? Are they female? You know, these, these issues are immediately kind of resolved and inherently are on the page. On the page, it's not a, you know, it, it's a targeted advertising, which is why they're kind of getting the financial success they are. So what, what kind of options are there for this then? Well, um, the main project that's been around for a, mu- a while is uh, Dysporia, D-I-A-S-P-O-R-A. Um, the links will be in the show notes. Um, um, pledged to create what they were going to call a, an open source distributed social network. So the idea being that rather than the information being contained on Facebook service, because remember, it's the data silo that's the issue we're talking about here. You'd be able to host that yourself locally, or you would entrust that to a partner that you chose to entrust it to. And then you'd be able to move that silo of information around as you wished, always guaranteeing yourself complete access to it, and then granting access to others as you wish to, and in the context that you wish to. Why is that Why is that important? Well, as a, as a kind of person who does a lot of programming, there's immediate things that I kind of that make me sad about the situation with Facebook. Like, if I had a if I had a SQL database of every post I'd ever done on Facebook, then I'd be able to go back through that and be like, oh, I wonder what I was posting about in you know March two thousand and nine. What what was of interest to me then? Or or you know every like every time I'd hit a like button, you know what what like buttons did I hit in April? You know, th- those kind of information is very easy to get from the database if you have access to the database. But in the current ins- environment, we don't have that access. And the uh, Dysporia team plan to create a, a project which will grant that sort of, you know, which will one not grant that access in- explicitly. You'll be able to write something to get that access if you want to write something or you want to get somebody to write it. And people who build these tools and hack them together as the community is brilliant at doing so. Um, so I think that's interesting. Um, th- the issue with Dysporia really is a, it's a project that's been a while, around a long time and they are tra- they are handling some very difficult issues with a very small team on a limited budget and obviously constantly playing catch up to Facebook at the moment. So they, they, they've been struggling to really... Ro- they haven't got to a point where they're kind of, you know, 
even really in an extended beta phase yet. It's still it's still kind of getting there. But I think it's interesting. I'm glad that the project exists, and I'm hopeful that they'll be able to develop that project into something which is a viable alternative and will get us away from this kind of colonization of uh, web content into Facebook on, and onto the Facebook data silo. Um, yeah. So that, that's my concerns with Facebook. Obviously, I still use Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Scott J. Hewitt, if I remember correctly. I think it's my... It is my vanity URL on there. But if you find me, you can find me. You can also get me off my own personal site as well. So, you know, come come take a look there and that'd be, that'd be kind of interesting. Well, you can see me there if you want to. My, my Facebook content is very limited, really amongst immediate friends. And there's occasional kind of photography stuff I put up there really for promotional reasons. But and by and large, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a downer on Facebook at the moment, really. Anyway, um, that's a comment on Facebook. That was show 25 of my creative pact. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.